Welcome to the Land Cave. We're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, hanging out with Owen. Hi. Yeah. We're talking about nerd news, gaming news, all the fun stuff. You got my D&D starter set, I'm starting up a D&D game. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I got some. I got a bunch of noobs around here, so I was like, I'm going to do a game just for new people, so that way they're not intimidated by people who are, you know, who know so, more than them. So you're DMing again? I am DMing again, yeah, yeah. I may, so John and I are also, uh, a couple breaking news, breaking news about personal stuff, and then we'll do more breaking news. Uh, yep. John and I are talking about uh, Fantasy Grounds, which is via Steam. Uh, it allows people to play modules of like D&D and Pathfinder and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he got a, uh, a subscription or whatever you want to call it, a license, not a subscription, a license for it. Um, I've got one. And we're going to try it out and see how it is for, for DMing, because I may start DMing uh, remotely again. If we can use that, it's supposed to be a lot better than what I was trying is to do the thing last that time. Has, is, is it the thing that has, like, the built-in um, thing where you can, like, do your game board digitally? Yes, you can do that, your game board digitally. About? Yeah, but also the rule sets. That. Yeah, you also buy the rule sets, so you can say if you uh, want to do Pathfinder or Star I was or wondering Starf if they yeah, were yeah. incorporate it, because I think I, I think I saw this, like, maybe last year or the year. I don't know how old it is. Yeah, it's a couple years old. Yeah. Because I think, at least when it launched, maybe, mm -hmm. I didn't remember hearing about it having any licensed stuff, but I remember being, like, it was like a thing where you could, like, build your own thing inside yeah. of it is kind of like a virtual playground gotcha and so if they have that if they then started licensing it out that's pretty dope yeah this one's licensed um i don't know i don't know if it's the same one that you were thinking about but this okay. one's licensed where um you unfortunately you have to buy so you buy the, the license for the game uh, in order to run it unless you have the super 140 dollar ultimate package that that every player has to have a license to play but if you have that huge pack, somehow. yeah. So if you have the hundred and forty dollar package, you can invite anybody, even if they don't have the, have a license for the game. Um, but so you you pay for the license for the the game itself, and then you have to buy if you're going to DM. Mm -hmm. That's when you have to buy a book buy books. It's uh, rule sets and, and digital uh, stuff, um, which is about the same price as the the actual books, which I thought was kind of dumb, but. You know, if it if it if it's a tight system and it works well and it's easy to DM, then I may adopt it. Huh. I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, I'd be interested because I, you know, I don't know if you're going to record it like you planned on last time, but I'd want to at least yeah, like watch a, a thing of it to see yeah. how well, I may, it goes. You know, I can't sure. commit to a game right now, but it'd be cool to of one course, shot. Of course, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we may we may one shot. We'll figure that out. Like uh, John and I are going to do a test run of it next week, nice. so that way we can work out the kinks and see. And um, yeah, we'll talk about it here on the show because we're because you know that's what we do. But breaking yeah. news, like just now, like right as soon as we're about to start the show, um, Obi One is delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely. That is the S dumbest words that's ever yeah, been said so apparently there was like a thing floating around that it was straight up canceled and that is not true but what happened is is that producers started sending people home and the reason why is that kathleen kennedy who's the president of lucasfilm uh, if you didn't know apparently did not like these scripts and so it they don't know if they're gonna get a new writer 
or not. I don't know. The screenwriter was the person who wrote Drive, apparently. Okay. Um, That's interesting. And the director was one of... I don't know why... I guess she directed a Mandalorian episode because there were several directors of yeah. that season. Yeah. But Deborah Chow, I don't know who that is either. Um, they don't know if they're going to stick around or not. But this is a huge bummer. That is the worst news. So, okay. So, if you guys didn't know, by the way, Disney Plus suffered a a, a downtick of subscribers. It's not a ton, but they uh, lo- the subscriptions like lowered or the predicted subscriptions, whatever. I can't remember if it's official after Mandalorian finished. Because what what do we have right now? We have the disney we have disney stuff we have star wars stuff but like i honestly i have a lot of this stuff already on blu-ray um i don't but there i mean as far as but in terms of content that makes you sub to a thing like there was uh the lumineering is that what it's called yeah the uh whatever the the thing is imagineering and stuff imagineering that's it my wife really likes that because she loved likes it. behind the scene of Parks. Like, that yeah. was a thing. I haven't watched the Jeff Goldblum thing at all. Um, they did another kids-type Disney show on there about, mm-hmm. like, Diary of a Future President. So I don't know if the kid's supposed to be, like, really smart. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the other original content that's on there. Uh, Encore with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, I heard that was actually um, pretty great. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, decent, like I, w- I don't know if I want to call it reality TV, but it it's basically reality it TV. Reality. Yeah, it's it's trash, but it's good trash. Um, as Whitney's in the other room watching that cheer uh, thing on Netflix right now, which cheer is, good is stuff. not trash. It's good. It's I good watched stuff. that. I, we watched that whole thing. We finished mm-hmm. it uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, Jerry's Jerry's the best. He's the best. Great documentary, <laughs> especially from somebody who normally hates Netflix documentaries because uh-huh. a lot of them are trash. A lot of yeah. them are very biased and unfounded on studies. This one was just like, let's just follow around these people, and it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but Obi One. You were saying that that this was something that would keep subscribers around, but it's not just that. Like it's freaking Ewan McGregor, man. Like, yeah, we've yeah. been wanting this. Like this is like something. This is actually one of the things that like Star Wars fans kind of banded mm-hmm, around. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we all want more Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah, and I really I hope they tighten it up. Uh, they need to call John Favreau if they haven't already. Um, <laughs> just, just, just do it. Just do just it. Just make him the the phage of the Star Wars TV universe. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah. he loves it. Let him, let him uh, graduate to to run the you know to be a showrunner for everything, um, and and get, get us back Whitta? on the price. Who's that? Gary Whitta. He's the guy who wrote um, Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah, Rogue One. Also known as the best Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. To some people, (laughs) I I think that Rogue One, in in a lot of ways, was better than the Star Wars sequels of the recent trilogy. I loved Force Awakens, though. I mean, that movie's fun. It's pretty much like I was gonna say, like Force Awakens to me is the best Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. But Rogue One would then be. I, I ranked them. I'd have to look at that picture yeah. again. But they they were very close. But I like I I love the magic of Force yeah. Awakens. Whereas Rogue One, I get it's the dark Star Wars everybody's been wanting. But yeah, I don't care if it was dark. Like it just liked the story was succinct, and they did stuff I didn't expect Disney to do. Like you don't yeah. you don't usually kill off all those people, and they did. 
like yeah, yeah like some of those rebels were like stone cold killers too so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, what they needed though that's what they needed um speaking of uh of dark stuff i've been playing the sinking city which yeah. by the way this trailer makes it look so much better than it is um because it's a story driven game it's it? a story driven game i like the story um the the gameplay is i'd say like it it looks and feels like the tail end if not mid to tail end of xbox 360 era Mm -hmm. so it's 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 not bad uh but it's it's chunky you're getting in and out of this like little like um uh, what are they called it's like this little like canoe kind of thing you get in and out of like the little little motorboat and there's there's a a, less than a half a second of animation of him getting from the boat to the shore and then you're just standing on the shore so there's a lot of a lot of corners cut um but i really like the story it's uh, it's lovecraft based and surprisingly it still keeps a lot of the stuff that they don't like to talk about when when it comes to lovecraft i don't know if you read lovecraft but he's racist oh, yeah. and i, mean, and I, read, I know but like that lovecraft's actually like come out recently there was some articles about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. him and like trying to be like love crest the racist and everybody's like duh yeah because we read it because we actually read it yeah. uh, <laughs> but it uh, i feel like they kind of danced around it a little bit where they um instead of in in his words and and uh, lovecraft would talk about people uh, straight up, say, like all the evil people would be like dark skinned, and he would refer to them as mongoloid or, or ape like. And instead of that, they've like made them like literally look like apes, but they don't have anything to do with like uh, any any ethnicity. So it keeps the the people viewing each other in an, in a negative way without. Um, without straight up pointing and saying hey that's what that's what this is supposed to be um which i appreciated because it was like let's keep the the uh, otherism which is always bad but keep the otherism without pointing at any race which i thought was interesting um and i don't think anybody else would catch that but um the, is, it the kind of like, is it kind of point and clicky like you no walk, no like, you uh, walk around and click on stuff is it's it third person like no, it's, it's so it's third person uh most uh unfortunately it's story driven but the dialogue they don't have very much very good dry dialogue trees it is um third person um a little bit of action but it's mostly about like um surviving but or when you do have to battle you you can run away but the crux of the game is is solving mysteries. So you find a crime scene and you try to piece together what's going on and your character has these weird visions and using your you know, psychosis, as it were, to a, to a positive, you can piece together the mystery of what happened and then solve it and like tell people, hey, this is who killed your son or what have you. Gotcha. Yeah. That kind of makes me think about... Because uh, I'm going to talk about backlogging in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know how uh, Oberdin the game i told you about last yeah. year yeah yeah that's where that. like it's a detective type thing where you piece it together i actually bought that because it's on sale right now okay but uh i like that kind of stuff the hmm. it, it i think you said it was made by the same people who did all the sherlock yes stuff. yes like i looked them up on wikipedia and like all i think three quarters of the games they've done have been the sherlock holmes games and yeah. now i'm like i kind of want to go and play those because i played one a little bit and yeah. I, I really enjoyed, I mean, the gameplay may be clunky, but I liked problem solving and trying to figure out, like, who done it and stuff. My, wa- my wife dug them. Uh, yeah. Because I ended up buying her, I think, all of them at one point just because it was, you know, simple. Like, they're not overly complicated games or anything. It's just 
you you know you play them to play them and you know there's that that puzzle factor there yeah um, and it's so not if stressful you like, if you it's like not this, stressful you probably like that too yeah yeah so this one gets a little stressful when it comes to like the combat but like mm-hmm. i feel like the sherlock holmes ones are probably more up even more up my alley as much as i like the atmosphere of of, uh, of and the the weird macabre and like um that's why i like bloodborne by the way is bloodborne's very lovecraft in the in the uh, cosmic horror sense so i like that about this game but the the mystery of solving a case was something that i think you know if the gameplay is not that great but the story's good or it allows me to think outside the box and creative it's cool it's worth it yeah. You were talking about uh, stressful games, mm-hmm. and I've been playing a stressful game in Sea of Solitude. Yeah. Um, not I... stressful gameplay-wise, because it actually is not a very complicated game. There's mm-hmm. some very light platforming. Um, but you can tell that this game was made uh, by somebody who was using it as a catharsis. Mm. Um because and there's even a warning at the beginning of the game that the creator is not a psychologist and that she made this game to kind of work through some stuff okay Uh, and that is very very apparent um so there's like you are this uh monster looking girl and you are basically like facing your demons and there's so there's like a demon of like uh, I won't go too much into it because it's all story, but like there's a demon of like uh, stuff going on with uh, different family members. There's a boyfriend there, and kind of accepting her role, but also like not facing her uh, depression. Um, and her depression is constantly there in the form of this like giant whale-looking thing that will hmm. eat you if you fall in the water for too long. Um, so it's very stressful in that it, it you have to be in the right mindset to go through it. That's actually why I didn't play it last year when it came sure. out. It was one of those EA indie games that I saw at E3, and I always, for some reason, I tend to latch on to EA's indies. I don't know why, but they, like, uh, Unraveled was a thing mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and then this one came out last year, and it was right around when my son was born, and I was like, ah! you know i can't really play like a depressed game right now i'm dealing with the baby i don't want to think about this stuff so i saved it until uh just this week i already finished it um it is a game though like where if you if you're like i want to play a game where i want to experience some emotions i don't know if mm-hmm. you ever do that like where you watch like a movie or a tv yeah. show because you oh, want to yeah. have emotions like this is us or something like that <laughs> i don't know if you've ever watched this is us um but I, I definitely watched an episode of that one yeah. time because I felt like crying. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to cry. And I can't yeah. cry on my own. So I'm going to watch This Is Us. So it is, a, it is a game like that where if you're like, I need to experience some emotions right now, I yeah. definitely suggest playing a game like this. Yeah. No, I, I will say, uh, on, I think that I think of TV shows and I think of movies and video games, it's all art. And if it brings up emotion, if it brings out emotion from you, then it's done its job. Um, so the the writers for the, uh, for this is us like I've watched a couple I've watched I think like half the first season, but yeah. like the writers were saying like their job their they take every episode and they're like how can we make people even more sad how can we bring like make them even more emotional and I was like man that sucks and then I thought how many how many horror directors are doing the same thing where they're like I want to scare the crap out of people and it's the same thing with this is us they're like we need to make the saddest show ever. 
And they did it. Oh, I want I want this dude's girlfriend to scream so hard. Yep. Yep. But that's like that's how like the horror directors are, right? Because you're like, I needed I, like not the cheap jump scares, like, but like serious, like this needs to be frightening. Uh, that's that's the frame of reference that you have to come at it. And that's straight up how the uh, the writers for This Is Us like answer that in an interview. And everyone thought that was weird. And I, and I thought it was at first until I thought about it and saying, well, that's how art is. You're trying to bring that emotion out of people. And if you did it, you won you succeed i mean think about if you were you know thought it was weird that a sitcom was wanting to make you laugh more sure like (laughs) the writers in a sitcom are like i want to produce the best most timed laughs Mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. here here and here and if you thought that was weird so i can totally i hadn't heard that but i can totally see that where it's like i really want to push uh that kind of emotion which yeah it worked it I watched the pilot, and the pilot is very emotional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the pilot threw I, me for a loop because I didn't know anything about the show. Yeah, me and and holy crap! Because you you have all the three main characters. Sorry, while we talk about uh, this is us for a second, but you watch the three main characters, and you're like, oh, they're just three people. I don't know how they know each other. And then you're like, oh that's what it is like completely yeah. shocked me um and i know part of that they did with the uh, they look so different physically that yeah. you don't make that connection at first and it was it was brilliant um yeah it's good stuff for what it's, it's nice doing. whenever regular tv can get some decent writing it doesn't yeah. happen very often yeah i will say if you're not i i feel like it's up your alley if you haven't watched it marvelous mrs mazel is uh, great it. Okay. Okay. Um, so the I love I love all things stand up. So it took me a little while. The first season was kind of eh to me, but it really whenever they go to the Catskills, yes, uh, that's when the show really kicks in for me. Yeah, I mean, I I liked all of it mostly. Uh, to, I love Tony Shalhoub. I love Cal, Kevin Pollak. Um, I hadn't seen, so I didn't watch uh, House of Cards. Like I know I need to, um, but I know that's that was what she's known for. Uh, Rachel's known for before she did uh, this show. She's been in a few th- other things also, but uh, everyone kept saying, "No, oh, you got to watch this." And watching, I watched a clip of her doing stand up. And I was like, this is actually funny. And usually comedians doing, if there's a movie about comedians, it's not usually funny. Like even third comedians doing it, they're not funny. Um, so I married an ax murderer, Mike Myers, his, his stand up and performances aren't funny in the funny movie, people. but he's hilarious. Funny people's good. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's true. It's, it's got a slow burn to it, but mm-hmm. like the different, like whenever, uh, oh, I'm going to feel bad. Plaza, uh, what's her first name? Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Whenever she's doing her stand-up, like yeah. that's that's like I don't know. She, I'm gonna guess she didn't write it, but like sure, but she told, performed they, it. The, the writer played to her strengths. Yeah. Oh yeah, her, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and I'm not gonna give anything away. Like I know we we could probably gush about it, but like the um, there were some really cool cameos in like season three. Um, and things that like, if you know about the time period, you know what they're talking about or what they're referencing, uh, like the basis that she hung out with, uh, is like straight up based on a real basis to who was like one of the only female session musicians. And she's amazing. Immediately. As soon as I saw her, I'm like, that's who that is. It's Carol. So oh, that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I knew the comedian yeah. that the, the comedian that makes a cameo. That oh, Lenny cool. Bruce. Are you talking about the, uh, the other, no. the one, at, the one at the, uh, the one in the season three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I, I loved, I loved the cameo in that. Uh, but there are other characters that pop up or references that, like, if you know the time period, you know what they're what they're doing. Or it's an actor cameo, like you're referring to. But um, yeah, good stuff. Also, you yep. you watched Picard. I've not watched it yet. I did. Um, I've got it ready, uh, but I haven't watched it. 
Yeah, and I was going to say that other sci-fi show on Amazon is one that I've been told to check out as well. Um, which which one, one, Expanse? Or yeah, I've heard it. I've heard that's pretty good. The one where they go to Mars or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Picard. Uh, so if you're if you're if you're a Star Trek fan, you're probably going to watch it, except for the fact that it's locked behind a paywall on mm. CBS All Access. Um, I do say if you get CBS All Access, don't mm. just do it. What? watch discovery too like discovery oh, sure. is solid like it's not 90s trek though you have to get over the fact that 90s trek is gone they do think technology has evolved in the yeah. last 20 years i'm just gonna say that there's things about think about what you see in trek and think about if tng was made in 2020 mm-hmm. and you'll get to where discovery kind of is now some of it's kind of out there but watch discovery too but picard um I'm gonna say it was solid. There's a couple people that I talked to that were like, "That's amazing." And I, I think there's definitely a, a Patrick Stewart bias mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. on to it, which is completely understandable because Sir Pat is amazing. He's mm-hmm. one of the best, like, famous human beings there is um, in terms of like his, you know, outside of outside of theater. Like, he's a good person. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's some bias going on he's clearly almost 80 years old uh mm-hmm. i had to look up how old he was he, yeah. he's 79 right now yep. there's some moving around that he does where he is very slow yeah. uh and it's not i'm not saying that to depress anybody i'm saying the fact that we're like watching this show you're don't expect like super ba mm-hmm, mm-hmm. picard like expect the the cerebral one that yeah. that you that you also love yeah. Um, it's not going to be like your first contact, uh, Picard, though, where, like, the line must be... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, it was solid, though. It has a really... Sure. It, it sets up a really good premise. I'm not going to spoil anything about the episode. I will say um, they they do a little preview of the season mm-hmm. uh, at the end of it. it. It makes it exciting. I now see the direction that that we're taking it. I think that he got over something very quickly. And if anybody has watched the episode, uh, you'll probably know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But there's there's a thing that happens, and I think he gets over it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is a weird way to like say I'm going to launch the show from here. But they're just like, no, nope, that's what we're launching the show from. So yeah, just take just we're just going to take it and run with it. I also do like that um, they included. Uh, they made it very clear that this is that they included 2009 Star Trek movie that timeline did affect this show mm. not greatly but like the the thing that happened um, uh, did happen so it's in like the prime timeline or whatever it is mm. so like yeah. there's different timelines now it's in the prime one um, and they built directly off of Nemesis and not a lot of people like Nemesis I actually do enjoy Nemesis quite yeah. a bit Um I think it'll be good. I, I don't know how great I'm going to think it is because I I think I'm looking at it a very critical lens because I I don't know why. Like I it's it's I love Star Wars more and I know that Trek and Star Wars can both be loved. I do love Trek as well. DS9 is the best Trek of all time. It is. Fight it me. Is. Fight me. I dare all of you people who listen to me listen to this podcast. It is superior to TNG and I don't care what you say. Look, Cisco uh. punched Q in the face, okay? <laughs> Cisco punched Q in the face. Okay. Yeah, okay. Picard did some great stuff with him, but that was one of my favorite moments because I, I going into Deep Space Nine, yeah. like I'd watched Next Generation with my dad. I watched Deep Space Nine and a TV in my room where my dad was probably watching it at the same time. We watched some episodes together, but uh, 
I I grew up with Next Generation, I, yeah. but Deep Space Nine was my show that I that I watched on my own. I chose to to watch it, and it hooked it hooked me from the beginning with the the different cultures having to live together and watching. I I was a, was a sucker for like the the like the Ferengi and and like the Klingon like when they dig really deep into the stuff. Bajoran's pretty good too, but uh, like they could have a whole Ferengi episode and it worked. Um, and Cisco Cisco they got an amazing actor to pull out some of some emotions like Cisco is the emotion of Star Trek Picard is this is the brains which is why when you said it's cerebral I'm like that's fine yeah. and you want if you want someone to punch you bring in William Shatner he'll get drunk and punch you that's what happens yeah, and the Cisco like I also am just a big fan of like I'm not a big fan of war but I was a big fan of like what they do with the Dominion War uh, and Cisco is the perfect captain during the Dominion War. Oh like, yeah, the, the I I always I'm not really good at remembering the names of episodes. Yeah. Um, but the the episode of uh where he gets the Romulans into the war is uh awesome. Yeah. So good. The oh one yeah. Where he, you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, he's yeah, talking I do. To uh, his personal log, mm -hmm. and then he erases the personal. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um. So. This is also not a Trek show, so that's the last thing I want to say about it. It's it's Star Trek. It's in the Star Trek universe, but mm -hmm. at least so far, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a boldly go okay. type of show. It's a like it's clearly like this drama that has a through point mm -hmm. that they are following, and I will say it's kind of similar to Discovery. Discovery definitely has okay. like a through line. There is not a whole lot of Monster of the Week stuff going mm -hmm. on in Discovery either. But get your CBS All Access for a month, like next month, if you are kind of <laughs> hesitant, because that way the season will be almost over. You yeah. get your month, you catch up, you watch Discovery, you watch Picard, you get your Star Trek on. Um, yeah. And don't worry, I'll be talking about it uh, as we go on. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching it. I I didn't get to watch it today. Today's my last day before uh, I go on a little vacation on a cruise. And I'm really looking forward to that. But unfortunately, with with the show and everything with the show and packing and all that. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch this, uh, and sit down and watch it. Like I could yeah. put it on the TV while I'm packing. That's not going to count. Um, so I have it like downloaded to watch on the cruise. Cause I know there's going to be downtime while I'll be able to watch it. Um, cause I didn't feel like I could wait until Tuesday or Monday night. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think, Nor uh, should you, yeah, exactly. I think that uh, the next, I know we're going to watch um, uh, Star Trek, sorry, Star Wars uh, TV shows uh, and talk about them, but uh, we could also do some Star Trek movies in there because I got some love-hate relationships with them. I would, I, okay, as long as you're not making me watch, and this pro, if Alex is watching, he's not uh -oh. going to be a fan of this. I'm not watching the old Star Trek movies. Like, I don't, I hate Trek. I don't like, I don't like Kirk at all. I really don't, and so I want. If we want to do this, I'll start with Generations, and I'll watch yeah. all the T TNG movies. I, I will. I will do that. I will do we that. Can deal. Do, you you want to do it? You want to do a TNG in review? Let's do it. Let's do okay. Let's do the movies. I guess I mean I could do I could do TNG the the series. Those are going to take no, longer. No, no, no. I mean the but movies. Movies, yeah, totally. We could totally do that. No, if we um, were going to do a review, I would want to talk Deep Space Nine. Deep Space like, Nine. Oh, we're yeah. talking. I mean, all of those shows like. Even even the original series is ninety mm -hmm. episodes. Like it's only they're like it's only three seasons. We'll take it. It's like three seasons, like thirty episodes a piece. Yeah. Like no, we, uh, <laughs> I would much rather get you to watch Clone Wars and Rebels with me. Sure, because I'm watching Clone Wars right now. Which yeah, well, like like also, I feel like TNG's quality. Like we remember the really good stuff from it. Yeah, 
and there's a Ooh, roller coaster that first quality. year was first well, year's rough did you see the the stuff that i don't know if you've seen it going around where it shows like the first uh first season and i think it was like third or fourth maybe even second season of uh, uh of each person uh like showing Worf's hair uh, in the first season and jordy's hair and even like uh who's beverly crushers like everybody's looking at the only person who looks who still looks good is uh is picard but everybody else like just it and that's, and that's just because their hair looks Patrick like it was the, is like yeah he's got this solid look about him sure <laughs> did you see did you see the um the original stuff where he has like a toupee have you seen that yeah like that was just trash yeah um but the the first season their hair looks like they were in the eight, late 80s and yeah. then the second season they're like all right let's let's trip let's clean this up let's let's make it look a little different and and uh it, it worked it worked so much better that way so yeah. i say before we get to clone wars and rebels even though i'm watching clone wars right now mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. we definitely let's do let's plan to start at some point and i'll you know start with uh, generations because i've yeah. seen the movie in forever same here same here i'll make the wife watch so there's, there's there's generations there's first contact there's nemesis is there a fourth one? insurrection insurrection yeah yeah so we'll watch those and uh, talk about them um and i will uh I will send you a link, but uh, if you haven't seen Red Letter Media's reviews of Star Wars and Star Trek, I think they're great. Whitney doesn't like the Star Trek ones, um, but uh, every time I watch them now, like I'm, I'm thinking of the the commentary that he gives off of it. Whitney yeah. doesn't want to watch them, but I think I think uh, I'll have to subject her to it. I mean, you can send it. I, you know, you never know. Is it on YouTube? That we're talking about? Oh yeah, the reviews are on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. She okay. loves the reviews, but she doesn't. I think she's only watched like part of uh, of one of the movies. I don't think she's watched oh. all of them. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make her sit down and like and go through uh, generations. I don't know if I can make my wife watch anything, but she watched parts. You know, it's more of like I just put it up on the TV, and she'll sit there sure while, while it happens is, that's fine but, uh, yeah she, she can be on Star her computer Trek, okay, whatever. but like i asked her if she wanted to watch picard and she's like nope i was like okay all right cool I'll, that's fine you know, that's i don't fine. have to wait on you then i'll watch it this afternoon <laughs> that's oh, yeah. I, I, as soon as i thought it wouldn't be live until tonight Took a, but then like it was on my lunch break that's uh, perfect work, so i clocked off and then i was like hey picard's streaming now i'm like oh double click that is perfect i i will say one of the benefits from home uh that Anyone who works from home knows this, so it's not like I'm saying I'm lazy or I'm not doing my work, but I can be on like a conference call or I can be listening in on something and take a step away and like heat up my lunch or like get the dishes done. Um, so I've had times like that where I've got my lunch break and the I'm still working, but at the same time, like I may be like listening in or chiming in every now and then while I'm grilling. I did that on Wednesday. Like I was grilling on the, <laughs> on the grill while I was working, but um, but it worked out. Then my, my lunch break happened and I had some nice grilled chicken and, and cauliflower rice. It was good stuff. I can't go that hardcore, but I, I, I me and my microwave had a good yeah. relationship with each other. Oh, channels. I know. I usually don't do that. Usually it's like I've got some stuff in the oven is usually the extent of it. But Wednesday yeah. was like, you know what? I really want some grilled chicken and I'm not going to be able to drive to go. Like I got a Greek place that's near me. That's really good. Uh, yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to be able to drive over to that. So I'll just make it myself. Yeah. 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 I, yeah I've been trying to eat healthier too. So like I have... Uh, not having as much fun i don't like i don't get uh, you know i don't get off lunch and like I'm sure get even even greek stuff which is generally healthy but like i'm you know with the it's heavy fasting stuff sure. like i go with like yogurt yeah fruit and yeah 
boiled eggs. But, um, dude, I've got the packs of boiled eggs, but like, it's all about setting yourself up for success. Fitness, yeah. slight fitness uh, soapbox. This is not a fitness blog. Set, setting, setting yourself up for it, but like, if you buy junk food and you have it at the house, you're going to eat that. Like, so we don't buy any candy because we're going to eat the candy. Whitney, like I got, uh, when when uh, Halloween comes around, I buy all the big bags of candy for the kids. And I have to buy like a bag and a half more because Whitney will eat the candy. Uh, because it's there. She can't stop herself. So like, like, that's why we don't have it in the house. Same thing with like regular food. Like just having good food. Like I got some egg white frittatas from Costco. Like that you can microwave and they're really good. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, I'll say about the candy too. We what I do is we discover that you can like ship candy to the troops, and so I just buy the can buy whatever amount of candy that never ever gets ate, and then we ship it to the troops. Uh, so yeah. that way it doesn't stay in the house because I will eat it. Otherwise, it's, I have some self control, but you yeah. stick some Snickers in front of me, and we got yeah. a problem. And I'm not gonna not buy Snickers because I'm not that <laughs> house that buys the crappy candy for the kids. Oh no, I'm not that person who like buys like the smart like Smarties are okay, but like. There's there's premium. You get if you come to my house on Hollywood, there's Sour Patch Kids. There's Snickers, yeah. There's Reese's. There's Dude, Twizzlers. I get those. There's good yep. stuff. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even get the Twizzlers anymore because like I don't think that they're like I think they're like way too small of packs. But like, yeah, I've got the I got the Snickers. I got the Mounds bars. I got whatever. Like I do that, and I'm usually like I like kids like grabbing one candy. I'm like grab a couple, like because you have these kids that are trying to leave more for for people, and I purposely get more candy because I I want to be. I want the kid to have, you know, have that experience of like, you know, getting exactly what they want when they come to the house. And I always and not, buy too much anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. And I just, I don't, I don't want to be there, like be that family. Like you said, that has the cheap candy or like those, uh, those weird, like the circular peanut butter ones with the white inside. And it's like, it's not caramel, uh, but it's, I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. yeah. Or like the person who, what's my dad loved it but that toffee stuff like the one that came in like the orange and the black wrappers oh yeah, yeah like yeah. that it, it's toffee i think but awful candy my dad seemed to love it for some reason but i, I was like it's the worst candy of all it's pr it probably it probably brought back a childhood memory for him it could that, be. like i mean that that just just does that certain foods do that for people like uh yeah you know like fit like uh like mac and cheese and fish sticks like it's a classic combination that you're like you know this is comfort food because i was a kid eating it that kind of stuff David yeah. and Chad said we got a new segment called Protein with Patrick. I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I would like don't get me wrong, I'd totally do that. You're talking, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll get we'll get off that. You, you know, we, need, about, we need like a that. news button. We need like a a thing where we, I don't we know go if anybody I don't know if anybody in the audience would like this, but if we had like segue things where we just press the button all of a sudden we'll be like talking, talking, talking. Then we press the button and then like it's like time for the news. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I want that's one thing that I'm working on by the way. Owen cannot hear if I have uh, audio playing here, Owen can't hear it. I'm trying yeah. to work on a new way to do that. So then you could hear the audio cue. Because then it'd be visual, audio, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'd totally cue that up. So time to go back to the news. We were talking about Star Wars and Star Trek. We got a trailer for Clone Wars Season yeah. 7. And you know what? Say what you want about the show. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Um, it definitely I mean, evolved. Like, Season oh, yeah. 1 looks a little rough. Yeah, yeah. But And, and I, I, when Season 1 and the movie came out, I was... I was not happy because I loved the OG Star Wars with the uh, I forgot the guys who who did it the guy who did Samurai uh, Samurai Jack, uh, and I liked those better the two D uh, Star uh, Clone Wars. But yeah. this seems like to, like you said it's evolved it's it's matured, and um, 
I'm excited about it. And uh, there are things in this that I'm not going to spoil, but there's things that have that are in this that were in Mandalorian. So I gotta watch it now. So you gotta watch it for a couple reasons. One, your boy Darth Maul comes mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. That's big. Um, uh, he's also in Rebels. He's a big part of Rebels, by the way. So if you're a Darth Maul fan, you should definitely be watching some Rebels and some some Clone Wars. I have not seen all Clone Wars. I am working my way through it now to get ready for this last season because Ahsoka is awesome. Yeah. So I I got introduced to to Ahsoka with Rebels. I knew that she existed, but like I really got into it. Uh, her character with Rebels. Um, it's just awesome to have uh, a non-human Jedi like that is is dope. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of them that exist, but we never really gotten anywhere deep with them. Like Yoda exists, and we know he's awesome. Kit Fisto, but, who just looks weird. Like he's cool in the background, but as soon as you yeah. see him, you're like. <sighs> and you know, Rob's on season four now, so I will yeah. say, if you haven't started it yet, season one, don't get put off by it season one is a slog it is mm-hmm. not very good the writing is very eh. uh and then you know so i would almost even say like maybe look up online to see if there's key episodes you need to watch but i yeah. so far i wouldn't say there was anything really of consequence in se- season one so you might just skip it all together if you're not into it at all um season two though starts to go off and then season three is starting to go really off like i'm not again no spoilers but there's like there's parts in there where like they actually have like clone troopers getting shot they have hmm. they have jedi they show like a couple of uh different jedi and it doesn't matter who they are because you don't know who they are but they show like a jedi like dying and not in like a like he just falls off a cliff type of way like they show it's kind of brutal hmm. um and this was like a cartoon it's just targeted towards kids i'm wondering was it on like disney teen or whatever it was but uh it's 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 a little in your face it's a little yeah. intense and for a cartoon i thought that it that was pretty dope so season two really starts to go off rob says watch every season will be judged but there's like there's a lot of, you know there's a lot of content there's like 25 episodes a season so it's a thing of do you want to put in all the time but i did because i'm star wars and i can't help myself yeah. I, i've been on this high ever since before episode nine and jedi fallen order like I've just been writing it and I'm going to mm-hmm. write it until it's somehow crest. Then we went, we went from nine, we, we finished Mandalorian mm-hmm. and then, then I started playing battlefront two again and now I'm watching clone wars and then clone war season, uh, seven's going to come out February 21st. And so we're just going to ride star Wars until I hit some wall, which is never going to happen. Cause it hasn't happened. since. I was three years old. <laughs> That's when you cycle back Yeah, and you go watch the original trilogy again. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you so I have not done this by the way have you seen the Ewoks TV show oops wrong button sorry have you seen the Evo, have you seen the Ewoks TV show uh the Ewoks TV show no there's it's a on, it's on plus though right I think it's on plus I can't remember I mean I I'm sure you've you watched the holiday special you subjected oh, yourself course. to that um but I haven't what do you seen mean subjected droids? myself the holiday special is genius <laughs> like like a quarter of it is bearable, and the rest is just cringeworthy. But this then coming again, from the guy who like likes the room. Okay, I like, I like, and I have another, I have a new one, by the way. Uh, but I like how bad it is. I watch it, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And I have, I have a new director who's done like four movies that's worse than Tommy Wiseau. So it's possible. I, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it to prove your point or anything. Oh, uh, like I'm, I'm, I've watched one. 
uh, I watched one in pieces. Uh, like not that's not the movie, the name of the movie. I watched it like uh, before Whitney came came home and in the over a couple days. And I think I think she has to experience it just to understand like how terrible things can be. I almost stopped being friends with you whenever I watched. <laughs> For the I so Patrick like moved to Florida at some point a couple years ago and like his going away thing was like we're gonna watch the room and I was like I'm gonna do this for Patrick and then I was like I might not talk to Patrick again. <laughs> I I was upset. I was visibly upset. I sat. You were everybody. My wife just kept staring at me because this was me the yep. entire time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I so. I've subject people to it regularly. I haven't subjected anyone to it in quite a while, but used to be I would subject, subject people to it regularly. I would tell people. It's not that I, they'd come over and be like, hey, surprise, we're going to watch the worst movie. Um, I Like, we did it for a birthday party of mine. Like, I, want, I, I wanted to watch The Room. And uh, I think I'm going to do it again. And I think – I don't think I could do a back-to-back – uh, I don't think other people can do it. I could do it, but like back to back of the room and another really that's bad how movie. How you lose friends? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that's that's <laughs> how you that's how you know who your real friends are is when they stick around <laughs> after watching the room. Because <laughs> because as the the famous story that listeners of the show will remember uh, is John and I uh, once uh, once watched it. Everyone else bailed on a, a, a watching party. It was supposed to be seven, 16, 17 people, and everyone else bailed except for John and two 18-year-old girls and me. And I've never talked to them ever again. Of course not. <laughs> they left right afterwards. Right? As soon as someone else showed up, they're like, bye. <laughs> and anyways. Yeah, I want to talk video games. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Speaking of video games, we got some Joy-Con uh, patent, not really leaks, but some patent stuff. Yeah. Which, uh, which was like, okay, that's interesting. And then, oh, but there's a stylist. Um, while that's not something I'm asking for, I know there are people who like it for certain games to be able to draw on it. I mean, to me, the, the Nintendo Switch is so multifaceted that doing this uh, would only enhance it if it and it appears to be and I double check that picture again it appears to be it's uh, that it's another one of the whatever they're called the um, the Joy-Con grip things or whatever they're mm -hmm. called it's a, one of those that has a stylus so in that case that's cool if it's compatible with my existing Joy-Cons awesome because I'm not buying another set of Joy-Cons but if you have that for an extra 10 bucks or whatever yeah I'll buy that yeah, so it's it's kind of one of those things where you know Nintendo just does weird stuff and they they do it like my uh, I told like there's Ring Fit Adventure, which by the way is actually pretty great. Um, my my wife's playing it pretty consistently now. She's actually ahead of me, uh, in the like campaign of Ring Fit Adventure mm. now. So like that's a Pilates ring. Yeah, that, that they made they made uh, Labo, which mm -hmm. uh, a buddy of mine um, got one of those on sale for his kid's birthday. On mm -hmm. uh, it like has like this cardboard backpack and like oh the robot and, yeah yeah and, so, and apparently the kid really dug it. Um, cool. So they make these things where it's like this isn't going to be for everybody, but we'll find somebody that that likes this thing so it looks like it's like kind of stylus but maybe you know maybe you can draw with it or maybe it can yeah. be used as like a pointing thing the the only thing to me is just that obviously nintendo's gonna have to throw some money at some games for it to mm -hmm. be used because there's not a lot of touch function going on like the most the much the most touch screen things that i do in the game currently 
in by game i mean like the main menu is like <laughs> you know i touch the keyboard to put in my password while i buy more games that i shouldn't be buying because uh, <laughs> it's quicker because it's quicker than than sliding around I yeah i found out you can bluetooth a keyboard to the switch button. oh um nice. so but that's that's really it like i don't i don't use the touch screen for much of anything yeah. on that so it's one of those things where it's kind of awkward because if you're playing it in handheld mode like you almost have to use the kickstand if you're if you're doing this because mm -hmm. you're like what am i do? or it's going to be like on your lap which i guess like and that looks really bad on camera sorry yeah um <laughs> the the uh that i'm sure like a kid will like dig whatever game it is um you know whatever nintendo you keep doing weird new things yeah some 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 stuff sticks some stuff doesn't but at least the the thing that i can always credit nintendo for is like they push you yeah know, they, they try they're willing to try yeah, and there's a lot of innovation that while because they're innovating, some stuff sticks, most of it doesn't. But the yeah. fact that they're doing that, a lot of the good stuff sticks and other people do it. That's yeah. why our controllers all look like SNES controllers, because it's great. I mean, the the overall layout is like a Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, we were talking and you flipped the camera. So I was like, hey. I thought you were going to say something. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay, we I'm got, good looking. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so we got some, got some, to, to end the show, we got some, I got another delay, another indefinite mm -hmm. delay. Square Dying is having two. a bad what month, dude. What the heck? Um, so I'll admit I didn't play the first Dying Light, but mm -hmm. that... I know a lot of people liked it. Um, I feel like it's like Met the Metro games where the people mm -hmm. who've played it have really enjoyed it and the people who haven't are busy doing living their lives playing all the other games. But um, yeah, really sad. This one delayed indefinitely, similar to our uh, Obi-Wan situation. So uh, I'm hoping that it gets back on because honestly, this looks better than the first Dying Light game. Yeah, and it has like uh, I don't know if you ever played that one game where you like parkour around uh, Mirror's um, Edge. Mirror's Edge. So there's uh, there's obviously like weapons and stuff, but it has like some Mirror's Edge esque things too, where like if you're jumping around, uh, yeah, and you know you can climb across things. Uh, it was kind of a game that got uh, overlooked mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. like I forget what came out around it, but it came out early in the year and. It was kind of, it was in 2015 so it was kind of before like big games started coming out early in the year like it famously like God of War came mm -hmm. out in 2018 like early but it came out early in 2015 and just kind of wasn't played but it actually turned out to be pretty popular and I know like you said the people who like it they were you know they're looking forward to this game uh, and as far as I know I want to say Square was doing it but maybe it's Warner Brothers and I want to check into it because I was gonna say Square is having like a bad month if they were publishing it and i thought they were uh it is fallout. being published by square so enix so it came out the same month as fallout 4 by the way uh so that you know that'll do it uh yep. so in the last week we've had final fantasy 7 delayed the shortest we had avengers delayed until september right next to cyberpunk which is Jeez. awful for avengers uh and then now dying light 2 now in this case square doesn't own techland as far mm -hmm. as i know um so it may not necessarily it probably isn't like square's fault necessarily mm -hmm. but it's a game that square is putting out and it you know so in this case it's under their banner and not coming out like what again i'm not gonna blame this one on square because techland isn't a very big publisher or yeah. uh, developer to begin with but make a timeline stick yeah. to it like come, give it 
Final Fantasy VII got announced in 2015. This game got announced in 2017, probably. Yeah, so it's not as bad. 20, yeah. And then, I don't know, man. My my problem is like it either go. There's only certain developers who can announce something and be like, it's going to come out at some point, and they'll get away with it. Sure. And as much as we 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 rag on them, Bethesda, like if Bethesda was like, yeah, we're working on the next Elder Scrolls, which they did say, yeah, and we haven't heard anything in like almost two years about that. E3 2018, I think. Uh, yeah, E3 2018. Uh, so one and a half years, we've heard nothing. They would yeah. didn't they didn't eat, and all we saw was a landscape, uh, like like gliding across, and it said Elder Scrolls Six and. Uh, I'm gonna buy it, but at the same time, like I know nothing about it. I'll and... buy the space one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's coming. That's the other one we haven't heard first. about since 2018 either. Yep, that one's supposed to come out first, and I know they have other properties, but yeah. Bethesda is one that can announce something, and be like, "Yeah, we're working on something," and then wait. Rockstar could get away with it. They don't usually, but they could get away with it. No, they just stay quiet. Like that's why yeah. I love like a Rockstar because like they'll tell you about it when they're ready. Like yeah. when they say like, Hey, it's going to come out this year. I think whenever we got the red dead Two yeah. announcement, I think it was out six months yes. from when it was, everybody knew that it was in development. It's just like, we know GTA six is being yeah. made. We just don't know when or where, like there was no fanfare about it. Whereas like they made a fanfare about final fantasy seven in 2015. And the director didn't even know he was going to be working on it. He was still working on kingdom hearts mm -hmm. and I hate it. I, like, I love Square so much. Uh, and again, this Dying Light thing is probably not their fault at all. But I love Square so much. And I forgive them almost every time. And I probably continue <laughs> to forgive them because I love their games so much. It's just, it gets so frustrating. I don't mind delays. Like, we talked about that last week when mm -hmm. all these delays were getting announced. We want a game to be made well. Uh, we That's first and foremost. Give me a good game over a broken game. But yeah. it would be nice if you just would put a little bit less time between like announcing things and making a whole big sh thing and then bringing out the game like if it, if, if they had announced final fantasy 7 remake last year and the game was like almost done mm -hmm. and it looked as amazing as it has looked and then they came out a couple weeks you know last week and said like hey sorry we need a couple more weeks of polish like fine but with this it's like you told us about this game five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally five years ago. And that's what I had to look up Dying Light 2015. I'm like, oh, like for some like I felt like that came out like two years ago. It came out five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. Like we want to be excited w with you. But unfortunately, we have shorter attention spans now, and six months is a, is a uh, an adequate wait time. But a, over a year, and people people are, it loses momentum is really what it is. I would like to know, like from Rockstar, like for them to say um, GTA, whatever it is, and then just tell us, like give us the name or tell us the setting. I would like to know that uh, personally. I'd really like to go back to a Vice City kind of thing, but. That's just me. I want them to make Bully Two, dude. Like yeah, Bully, Bully Two would be great. Like that's a that's a friend. Like because they've talked about GTA Six and the fact that it's a weird political climate that we're in right now. Yeah. And the you know GTA already pushes the boundaries of a lot of stuff, and so they were like, we want to make it to where it's something that you're that you 
will still enjoy it without getting you know they don't want to like tick everybody off which i yeah. get but yeah. you would think they would just not care because it's not like their games are like known for like their over morale yeah if anybody's like, gonna do that rockstar was just like i don't care i'm gonna do it um robert robin the comments saying uh, i still need someone to announce a game and drop it a day or a week like announce it when it's being boxed up to the stores dude shadow but, drop baby yeah shadow drop like you can do that digitally uh we haven't seen any big players do it yet but you know if you know if rockstar said uh grand theft auto comes out tomorrow like everybody calling sick everybody yeah <laughs> That'd be hardcore. That'd be so. That'd be <laughs> ridiculous. That'd be like that would be like because the AAA, the AAA studios are never gonna do it. Like the, no. the the closest thing that I can think of, and it's because it's not as big of a deal. But like Respawn announced Apex, and it was out in like two weeks. That was beautiful. Yeah, and that was and that was awesome. And yeah. Apex was one of the the best multiplayer games of 2019. Um, but no, Rockstar's uh, uh, yeah. because they want the pre-orders. They want the guaranteed money. That'd be dope. unfortunate. That's that's what it is. Pre-orders. Well, not only the guaranteed money, but but now games are viewed instead of it being like opening night ticket sales, opening weekend ticket sales for a movie, they view uh, the first day sales of a game and pre-orders as as like a uh, as a, a litmus test for success. And that's not what it should be. To me, the best litmus test for success in a game is the staying power. When you have a game that's still on the shelf, other than Nintendo pricing, other than Nintendo pricing, you have a game that's on the shelf that keeps the value up and isn't discounted in a month or in a month and a half, then that proves it. I mean, you can still get GTA for what, for the age of the game, the game should be like five or $10. And it's more because it's worth it. And not only is it worth like gta 5 is still the game came out on the xbox 360 and ps3 uh -huh. and it is still consistently uh on npd's top selling games of the year list yeah. every single year like yeah. year in and year out that game so like that's a game that that is made to last and i think that's the other reason they're not necessarily in a hurry with gta 6 yeah because there's like why bother we're making tons of money off here sure right now. i'd i'd uh, love to see a san andreas and vice city the, like like i loved vice city 3 was good vice city took it to another level and then san andreas was was even better other than the atmosphere of the 80s san andreas was a better game i'd love to see them redo that or go back to that era like Actually, just do a remake with the GTA Five engine of San Andreas. That'd be. I mean, I don't think anybody would. Uh, I think it'd be an instant buy for everybody who's bought GTA Five. That's why I really like. Bully was a great game. And yeah. It, it was. It was different. Like in the sense that, like, it's not about like, like you know murdering and stuff like red dead and, and GTA is, but it still has that same like feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, it. It's, it's still a mature game but it's still but like it has just a different heart to it at the same time like i want i want some bully that's what i think yeah. needs to happen yeah i remember uh when that game came out like or that wasn't when the game came out but like i hadn't played it and john uh our mutual friend john friend of the show uh was like dude you have to, you have to play this game i was like just i don't know if that sounds like it'd be like it would be something to be worth the time like for a full game and it, it totally is it totally is and i think especially in this climate you you should be able to do a game like that and talk about things like that because if you don't then it it takes away it takes away the gravity of the situation 
Like you can't censor everything. If you do it, it takes away uh, the the repercussions of the situation. So bring it on. Give me some more bully. Speaking of games that are willing to take on hard topics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Ninja Theory, uh, who is the maker of uh, Hellblade: Snow Sacrifice, and is making Hellblade Two for Xbox Series X. Uh, and I guess Xbox One as well, Mm -hmm. teased this new project that they're calling Project Mara, uh, which is a psychological horror game uh, in which it's supposed to be very grounded. Apparently they had, just like with like uh, Hellblade, where they talked to, um, they did a a lot of studying about like schizophrenia. And this Mm -hmm. one, I don't know who they all talked to and everything, but it has to do with... uh, uh, mental terror hmm. and so they just put out a little teaser so we don't know how the game is going to play or anything like that but after playing Hellblade and how seriously they take uh, doing mental issues the mm-hmm. fact that they're doing another game and the fact that they're also working on like two big looking games at the same time um, that's that Microsoft money I play those it is. Know, Ninja Theory got bought by Microsoft mm-hmm. this last year but man that's those are some some really great i mean there are games like we we like the game we we started talking about um forgot the name of it i've got it on my list in front of me you're the game you watched you played this uh this past week um cs altitude yeah cs altitude like similar to that where there are there are usually it's indie games that tackle something that's that deep something that gets yeah. uh gets that real about depression and anxiety and 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 those things but Ninja Theory has a great way of of showing it to us in a raw situation uh, and keeps us entertained keeps you entertained without but also respecting the subject material like you're not trying to to make fun of it or demonize it it's like this is terrifying and this is what it's like to be in this situation uh, and I think it's I think it's great I'm I know it's not necessarily up your alley I'm totally buying this yeah, so apparently this one features one character in one location. So maybe she's in like a mental facility, or, or they, you know, they haven't said that at all. Or maybe who, who knows? Maybe she's just at home. And so apparently you're just going to experience whatever it is that what Amara, I guess, is the character's name, uh, is going through. And apparently this makes the fourth game that Ninja Theory is working on. So they're working on four games right now, which sounds insane. They're working on another project called Project Insight. Uh, and that apparently is a game about anxiety. Hmm. Uh, and so the schizophrenia, we'll see if the, like what mental terror is and like what that has to do with and then like anxiety. And I know, again, just based on what they did with the first Hellblade that they take this kind of thing seriously. It's yeah. not, it's not going to be a thing they mess up. I do think that this is crazy though, that like you don't normally see, um, a studio working on that many games at once unless they are like the... A blizzard like, well no n- not necessarily blizzard but like those companies that like work for other developers where they yeah. like take some of their their i don't like i'm not a programmer guys i'm sorry but like they take some they're of their, their wor- outsource that's the word yeah. for that you know they they outsource some of that work to like companies like and that happens a lot with studios who are trying to like build up enough capital to make their own game sure um but this you know th- that means they have like four teams uh, that Microsoft money. Yeah. I, I hope. Uh, I hope that it's the Microsoft money. I hope they haven't outsourced it because. Yeah. Uh, lo- I love me some Gearbox, but like the Gearbox games that are amazing are the ones Gearbox did. 
and the ones that were that didn't hit the mark for one reason or another yeah uh, so much of it was outsourced uh, I was going to say Alien Isolation or not Alien Isolation sorry not Alien, alien Isolation is good it's the yeah. other one uh, the other ali- Aliens Colonial uh, Marines and then Colonial Marines um, yeah. awful yeah that one and then uh, what was the other one the Duke, Duke Nukem which they like they shouldn't have outsourced they, but they outsourced they part that. of that yeah well they yeah it, that was that was going to be a sandwich anyways no matter what happened but uh, every game like that pre-sequel uh, and and uh, and alien cloning marines they could have been so much better and the the team didn't put their heart into it fully because they were trying to make that borderlands money later on and I don't know how the sales figures were on Borderlands Three, but I know they suffered in comparison to uh, to what they could have done had it not been for those, you know, for people playing those games. Like I know people who went out and bought Aliens Colonial Marines, and they're fans of Aliens, they're fans of Borderlands, and hated it. Hey, can we get another Alien versus Predator game? Yeah, dude, I want that. Uh, apparently, there was a Terminator awesome. game that came out last year that I had no idea about that I may have to check out. Came right around the movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like in the six or seven range. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I'm sure if you find it on sale or something, I'm sure. Sure. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I saw Jim Sterling did a review of it, and he was like, he was, he basically was like, I was going to play this and talk about how bad it was, but it was enjoyable. So I was like, yep. that's, that's pretty cool. The only part that's a bummer that is that, is that this game is probably not going to come out on PlayStation, unless they were working on it before PlayStation. Came out. <sighs> yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. I need some reason to buy an Xbox uh, Series X thing because right now i don't have that much of a reason i forgot one of my stories hold on let me let me uh put this up really quick well as you, i'll let you talk for a second while yeah I do this. so with the what uh well if if what uh phil spencer said is true you may not have to if all their games in the first like year to 18 months are coming out on the xbox one as well you know maybe you don't have to unless you just wanted to you know look that much well, better like because uh, i i can't after seeing hellblade uh, two, like, I wouldn't be able to play Hellblade 2 on, on Xbox One. Like, that game looked way too good running on Series X. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Series X, uh, or, I mean, the Xbox, uh, Xbox One X that I have, like, every, all the games look better on it. And we were buying, like, Assassin's Creed and other games, like, when it came, like, if, if the game came out, um, Sorry, if the game came out on like multi-platform, like we were buying, we bought Assassin's Creed on the Xbox One X because it looks better. But gradually, we started playing pretty much everything on PlayStation because the majority of the games we wanted to play were there. And then we yeah. started buying multi-plats for that too. The last thing that I for- completely forgot, to be very brief on it though, was we got a leak, alleged leak. I think it's pretty real. The mm-hmm. ports on the back of the Xbox uh... Series One X. And I'll zoom in just a little bit for, for which are different from the from the uh, ports that we saw that was in the thing from CES where Nvidia just kind of put up a piece of art that looked like a Series X. Yes, and then they were like, "This isn't the real art." Yep. So this uh, there's not a uh, so by the way the big uh, the, the rectangular thing right in the middle that is uh, that is a data port specifically for for debug and everything on prototypes. We're not gonna. I, I thought it was a memory card slot. So. Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought that's seen a lot of prototypes. So if it's a memory card slot, I will be extremely surprised. You got the USB-A in there for that if you need to do it. Uh, you got one HDMI port, which if you don't... on USB-C, dude. 
I know, like, dude, everything I have should go on is going to go on SP, I USB. I love USB C. So here's the Xbox uh, One X, by the way, just for comparison. You can see there's two HDMI ports. Uh, they dropped the idea of the uh, additional HDMI port, so the Xbox One has an in, HDMI in, so you can uh, have a DVR. You run your TV through it, and depending on what you're running through it, if you're running cable through it, it's okay, but if you're running certain uh, other processes through it, then it's um, it, won't, it won't let you like capture, essentially, or stream it, because they're, they're afraid people will stream it. They've dropped the support, they've dropped the, the physical port, which will save a, a couple couple bucks actually in the build. Uh, definitely save, uh, sorry, it'll save a couple bucks in the port. It'll save more on the, on the cart, on the actual uh, uh, motherboard. But at the same time, I don't know anyone who used it. Like I was only using it to try to stream things that I, like try to stream like PS3 to, uh, to, um, uh, YouTube or different things like that because I didn't have a way to do it natively and it it wasn't good. No, and I mean with the increasing, I think the reason of the easy way to drop it is like there's an increasing number of people who don't use cable boxes. Like, yep. we, you know, I and I just dropped mine actually. I I had Sling, uh, and I just canceled it. I bought a digital antenna that has like a 50 mile range over to Dallas, so I get all the local stuff. And okay. We just weren't watching it. Uh, I'll buy it again. I'll, I'll I'll go again whenever NFL season comes back around. But there, but. Regardless, people are using YouTube TV, they're using Hulu, they're using uh, Sling, they're using yep. DirecTV now. Like, they don't need a cable box anymore. You just download the app. Yep. Uh, and so there's no, there's virtually no reason to have uh, HDMI in. Um, the only thing that's kind of disappointing is just, like, I kind of thought there'd be more ports, like, in a weird way. Like, this only had, what, two USB 3.0s, I'm guessing, which again, why are you not using USB-C? Yeah, you, yeah, uh, USB 3.0A, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, Ethernet, it's, I mean, honestly, it's still the state most stable. Even with my mesh network, it's still more stable for Ethernet. Uh, I will say optical. it looks like the power supply is inside the box. Man, I, I would hope so. I would hope so at this point. But God, uh, that, that brick is so annoying. Like, yeah, the, I, I mean, it's it's a dumb thing to complain about because it's like, whatever, I just stick it underneath the entertainment. <laughs> but like at the same time, like I, you know, I'm trying to I'm in the middle of organizing all my cords and I actually went through a whole thing last Friday of my main TV wrapping every single cord. I bought one of those like cord boxes with these to put the um, OK power strip in yeah. to limit the things that my son can grab when he starts mm -hmm. calling around. I know he's still going to be able to grab things, but it at least uh, consolidated it and yeah. didn't make it anything that like I'm afraid of him just like ripping out everything. Like I made it to where I could literally uh, unplug the power strip from the wall and mm -hmm. I could move the entertainment center. Like I, obviously I wouldn't do that, but I can move the in entire entertainment center just from unplugging that because of how I organized all the Okay. Um, but that power brick, like on the Xbox one, it's just, it's just in the way. It's just sitting there. It's just, <laughs> what do I do with it? Um, so that looked like the power supplies inside, which is nice. Yeah. David in the comments saying there was a predator game coming out. So I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, yes, Vanessa. There yeah. Is. There, there's a Terminator game. Terminator that, resistance. Yeah. And I've heard it is like fallout light in that, uh, and that's what Jim Sterling basically said about it, where he's like, it's a first person shooter, but you can actually talk to people and their dialogue like matters. Like you could offend someone or like make them happy by your response. 
and I thought that was cool. I mean, even if it's a a light attempt, Fallout gets you know, Fallout and uh, and Elder Scrolls can get very deep in regards to their uh, dialogue trees and everything. But to see other, to me, honestly, uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect do a better job than uh, Fallout. But um, yeah. but it's nice to see games doing that. Oh, just put it on the Steam wish list. Look at us, Steam. There you go. We're hooking you up. Yep. So uh, when it gets on a, a nice sale, then you can you can snag it. Yeah. Uh, the only we we actually ended up talking about a lot of stuff, but I want eventually maybe next week <laughs> we can talk about a little. I just want to talk about backlog stuff in general. It's just yeah. Like, I'm trying. We have now with the announcement we're pushed back to April for Final Fantasy VII. There's not much coming out in the first like three months now that I want to buy. There is mm -hmm. Kentucky Route Zero, which I am definitely going to buy next week because I can't help myself yeah. on story games. Um, but I knocked off a game of my backlog and I bought three more. So. <laughs> yeah, so my my you knew my mid-year resolution last year was yeah. don't buy a game unless you're going to play it. Um, sinking The Sinking uh, City Whitney saw at Best Buy and was like, I want to get this game. And I was like, immediately I'm looking up reviews. And she, she looked at me nicely and said, I don't care if the reviews are bad. Like, I really want to play this. I'm like, all right. So she saw like box art? She saw the like box art and she's like this, like old school. I know, right? I, 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 and I'm not clapping that in a mean way. That's a nice clap. That's a like, that's a, that's a, that's a childhood feeling, right? Yeah, it is. It is like Just best buy, going into best buy and grabbing game. something. Yeah, like that's what I meant. Like it was amazing because we're so, we scrutinize everything. Yeah. But I, I, I went into best buy to honestly, I was buying a USB-C because everything should be USB-C. USB-C yeah. to HDMI um, for my, for my Chromebook. Um, mm. There's only one thing that I have now that's not, sorry, two things that I have that are not USB-C. Uh, my power brick, my portable power brick is still uh, micro USB and my, uh, what is it? My, my uh, Apple AirPods. And I'm, I know the new ones are USB-C, right? I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they are. Like if I was Rob, literally. If Rob's still listening. He'll tell. Yeah, me. Rob will probably say it. Uh, but I was literally looking online. I was like, does anybody, has anybody made USB-C uh, like a USB rechargeable case for my AirPods? And apparently some people have, but I don't know if I trust it. No, you don't. Anything, <laughs> anything Apple hardware, like, I guess you could try it, but I would want to, I would really want to like see if it syncs the same way. Yeah. That's, that's part of the box is that it's exactly it's out and like sensing it. Um, I mean, even if it wasn't a sync, like I could, I, I will leave my old one in the junk drawer. If I have the one that I carry around with me that just lets it recharge, that would be, that would be amazing. He said there's still lightning, so ah. I'm guessing that means the AirPod Pro also didn't do yes. That's what I thought. They, I thought the AirPod Pro was was C, but oh well. Anyways, I was hoping they would make that change with the iPhone 11 too, because uh, just after having the Switch, it's just I want universal plugs, man. Yeah, and I, I like and that. That's the best thing about lightning plugs for those who don't use Apple products. Yep. Is like it. It's they flip both ways. Like it doesn't yep. matter which way you plug it in, mm -hmm. and so USB C is a universal standard. And they've even used like MacBooks and stuff onto that. But yeah. I want I want everything. It's just it, it it's fast. It's yes. micro. Like the the plugs and stuff are cheap. Yep. Uh, so anyways. I mean I'm packing for a trip, and I have I, I was like I got my charger that'll charge my Switch. That'll charge my Mac. That'll not my MacBook. Sorry, my Switch, my Chromebook and my phone like everything's charged off the same thing and then i'm like oh no i gotta bring two more cables because i have two things that don't charge off that so this is the point where i'm like should i buy like an adapter because that'll be easier to pack with um anyways 
first world problems. We digress, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Anyways, yeah. Make sure you guys uh, check us out. Yeah, hope you guys had fun here hanging out with us live every single Thursday, and uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, the show of shame. We'll just we'll just go through our backlog and uh, make fun of each other for buying games that we've never played. So stay stay tuned for that. Appreciate Later. you guys uh, that were hanging out in the chat today. Uh, yeah. And then for those uh, who do uh, listen, uh, you know, like us, rate us, you know, share us uh, if you think somebody might be interested. Uh, and like he said, Thursday is 7.30 Central-ish mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Later. We'll see you later.